Welcome to the Max Bernier Show. Here's the leader of the People's Party of Canada, Maxime Bernier. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Max Bernier Show. Today, I have the pleasure to have with me Randy Ealier. Randy is a member of the provincial parliament. Randy has been elected for the first time in 2007 as a conservative and now is sitting as an independent. And, uh, you know, it was important to have Randy with us because Randy is the, the, I can say, the founder of the End Lockdowns National Caucus. I was with him last week and we started that National Caucus. Randy, thank you very much for being with us today. It is an absolute pleasure to join you, Maxime, and, uh, and it's a pleasure to be working with you with the End the, End the Lockdowns Caucus. Yes, so Randy, can you tell me a little bit more uh, about the caucus? And uh, because uh, I believe uh, it was your idea to create a nonpartisan uh, caucus where elected representatives and former elected representatives can be part and to fight against these uh, lockdowns. So, what was the uh, uh, the flame who uh, started that with you when you had that idea. What what was the first uh, step? I think it's a great idea and it's going very well. It, it is going well. And for people, uh, you know, a week ago, Maxine, you and I and uh, um, and Derek Sloan, along with uh, uh, Daryl Hurlick and Steve Van Leeuwen, uh, got together and we uh, agreed to... Um, formed up this end of lockdowns caucus and it really was burned and motivated with this foundational understanding that i know that there is a great many people in in canada throughout all parts of canada who recognize that the lockdowns are causing far more harm than they are benefit that they're causing far more injury than any cure um and but so many people are reluctant and hesitant to speak out about truthfully and honestly about these lockdowns for fear of public shaming or fear of being marginalized at work or, or in the case of um, many elected members, uh, fear of party discipline and uh, you know, and we had to find a way for elected representatives to speak truthfully and honestly. What do you think will be uh, the future of uh, our caucus? Oh, as we've seen, uh, Maxime, the, the caucus is growing quickly. Uh, you know, from last week to this week, we've gone from five to, I believe, 25 members. And today, uh, on Tuesday, we have another Alberta MLA, uh, Angela Pitt who is also the deputy speaker of the uh, legislature in Alberta, has joined our In the Lockdowns caucus. We're seeing uh, a lot of growth at the municipal level, a lot of interest at municipal councils to bring resolutions forward uh, to encourage the provincial parliaments to end the lockdowns. I want to say it's been really a pleasure also to talking to so many elected councillors in uh, the province of Quebec who have also joined up. Um, and we're looking forward to getting everybody together within another couple of weeks um, and face-to-face -face, uh, like we did a week ago as this caucus keeps growing 
And, and this is really going to clearly provide motivation and inspiration for others to speak up, to speak honestly, and to really, we need to put a nail in the coffin of these excessive and unconstitutional lockdowns that so many people are um, facing such a burden with. Yeah, and that's why, uh, Randy, I was uh, not hesitated when you called me and asked me to be part of that uh, End the Lockdowns and National Caucus. Uh, it is very important because in Quebec and all across the country, uh, we don't have a real opposition. Uh, the Conservative Party in Ottawa, they're not a real opposition. They won't speak about that. At the provincial level in Quebec, we have the same thing. So can we uh, say, uh, Randy, that our caucus is a kind of the uh, unofficial opposition all across the country against uh, these uh, lockdowns? I believe that's that's truthful, Maxime. Like there, and that is one of the great disappointments what's happened in our parliamentary systems during COVID is we don't have any opposition, whether it's in the Ontario legislature, the Quebec National Assembly, uh, whether it's in the Federal House of Commons, all parties have been too cowardly to speak truthfully. And, and this is a function, it's a necessary function for our system to operate, for there to be opposition um, to government. And that's the only way we can hold them accountable for their actions. Um, and it's the only way that we can actually get good policies when there's a competition in and an adversarial competition to test one another's viewpoints and, and arguments through debate. So, you know, it, it's this is nonpartisan. So we have um, elected members from all the complete political spectrum, uh, whether they see themselves more as a green or, or orange or blue or red. You know, we all recognize that ending the lockdowns is such important priority that it must transcend party disciplines and and party affiliations and and actually give those millions of people who haven't had a voice for so long to give them the voice that they are not getting on the public uh, in the public square and and encourage them to speak out as well yes you're right because uh, you spoke against the uh, these uh, lockdowns are a long time ago since the beginning, like I did also. Uh, and, you know, I did uh, a couple of the videos against lockdowns. And uh, uh, in the beginning, uh, we were the only one. But now I think uh, we want, just want to encourage, like you said, uh, others to be part of our caucus. And, and I think we can see a kind of a momentum right now after a year of uh, that uh, experiment that was not successful. I think people are ready to look at a real other alternative to fight COVID-19. Uh, but we must have this open debate. And it's too bad that in a democracy like Canada, we didn't have that debate. Uh, we didn't have that debate in the mainstream media. We didn't have that debate uh, in uh, Parliament, uh, in Ottawa or at the provincial level. Uh, so it's uh, it's so sad, but I'm very encouraged because uh, you told me that we have more than uh, 21,000 people who signed uh, our petition to uh, approve our action and to encourage us to uh, go ahead with that and 
So 21,000 people in one week, I think it's it's great. Yeah. Listen, I think we've we've done a good job and we've demonstrated that we're nonpartisan. We we're hosting this through the Liberty Coalition Canada group. They have that petition online so people can demonstrate their support and encouragement. But there's also so we should encourage people to continue that, but there's also another function which I think has been very effective as well, Maxine, and that is people can go on that website and send a letter to their elected MLAs, MNAs, MPs, um, and encourage them to join the End the Lockdowns Caucus as well. And that's been, you know, because elected people need to know that there's support for their activities as well. Um, and, and this is one more mechanism that allows people to speak out. And I will, you know, going back, like, you and I have been speaking out about these lockdowns for a while, and we we saw, you know, in the uh, in the beginnings there was the uncertainty, there was the unknowns, but soon it it became evident that the facts were very different than the projections and the models, and and I think what we saw in the absence of debate because we did not allow anybody to this um, it was it was overcome by hysteria hysteria in our media hysteria mm -hmm. in our public uh, square in our legislatures it was just um, and, and that really brought the hammer down and suffocated any uh, further discussion and you know we all know um, we all know this to be fundamentally true that it is through conversation, it's through discussion, it's through debate that we find common ground, that we find good policies in how we succeed in life. It's not through hysterical responses to, to models and projections that turned out to be wildly exaggerated and false. You're absolutely right. You know, we need to have more uh, more debates about that. And that's, uh, uh, in a democracy, when uh, everything is going, um, it's very tough for the population. And when you are in a recession like that, you need to have real debates to find the best uh, policy uh, for, for the country. I remember that during the uh, First uh, World War in UK, uh, the parliament was open over there and, and they had debates <laughs> and you know when everything started for COVID-19 uh, we closed our parliament in Ottawa so that's uh, that's not the, the democracy that's not the way to find the best policies for uh, a crisis like COVID-19 and I think you're right after a year we know that we have the data now uh, and we we know that uh, this uh, virus uh, you know is uh, just hurting people, older people, uh, and younger people. It's not dangerous for them. If you are uh, less than 70 years old, uh, you have 99% chance of uh, survive if you have uh, COVID-19. So we must be open to reopen the economy. We must be open to live our life normally. I don't like uh, Randy when they're saying, you know, we need to have a new normal. 
uh, after COVID-19. I think you don't agree with that, and I don't agree with that. Uh, there's no new normal. Uh, people must uh, go back and do what they were doing. Uh, that's the only way to uh, to be successful in life, and we don't need to have more lockdowns or, or more here in Quebec, as you know. We... Uh, <coughs> We cannot be outside after 8 o'clock p.m. and 5 o'clock a.m. We have a curfew in Quebec uh, that's unconstitutional, illegal, but uh, people are afraid to speak about it. So I really appreciate what you're doing. I think it's important, and I'm very proud to be a member of that caucus with UND and with uh, other uh, elected representatives. I think uh, the more will be, the better it will be for our country, for the prosperity of our country, but also we need to fight for our freedom. Because we know if you don't fight for your freedom uh, and you, you want to have security, you will have maybe uh, the security without freedom. And I prefer to be free and responsible. Uh, and right now, that's not what happened in our country. No, listen, there, I will never accept that it is without freedom that we call it normal. Um, my normal will always include freedom. And, and not just for me, but for, for you, for, for my kids, for our grandchildren. Um, freedom is essential. And, and, you know, this should be a, a wake-up call for many people. You know, a long time ago, uh, you know, the, the adage was... Uh, came to be, you know, the cost of freedom is ever vigilance. Um, and that's what the End Lockdowns Caucus is doing, is to be ever vigilant. Um, we know that there is no success. There is no prosperity. There is no, and I would say that there is an absence of safety when there is a absence of, of freedom. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll, I'll say this one last thing, I think, Maxine, because it's, um, you know, an, another old adage that has come to bear during COVID, and that is, you know, for the only thing for for evil to triumph in life is for good men and women to be silent. The end of the lockdowns caucus will not be silent. You and I won't be silent. None of us. And and we see the growing chorus of, of elected representatives who who recognize their role to have a good, healthy discussion, debate and get us out of this this mess because what we're seeing is by so many people in public health is there is a desire to have a perpetual pandemic that a perpetual set of lockdowns and and that's just not going to fly in the world of people like you and i and the people of canada who who recognize the importance of freedom yeah, and uh, we are there for, for them. We want to fight for, for Canadians, for our citizens, and we just want to go to a normal life. And these, uh, this uh, virus and, and other virus will be there. Uh, we, uh, it's not new. What is new right now is the reaction of our governments. Lockdowns like that, it's the first time in the history that uh, governments uh, did something like that. Like I said, it's an experiment that failed, and we must go back to normal as soon as possible. So that's why I was very happy to be part uh, with you and other uh, representatives uh, part of that caucus. So, um, Randy, if I can ask, what will be the next step of our caucus? First, uh, we are asking people to go on the website, the 
libertycoalitioncanada.com. They can uh, sign a petition in support of our work. And if you are an elective representative or a former elective representative, don't hesitate to be part of the caucus and join the caucus. So you can uh, you can do that on the website. But what will be uh, our next step uh, looking forward? Well, we'll have to see. You know, this is growing by leaps and bounds, Maxime. So. Uh, and I, we, we can't prejudge the outcome, but we can see uh, the numbers of people going to work. I think we're going to see more and more resolutions coming forward at the local level to compel provincial governments to end these lockdowns. I think we're, you know, we're going to continue to see more and more uh, elected members at all levels um, starting to break party ranks. Uh, and that's, there's, there's, you and I both know this. Uh, and, and anybody who looks at politics uh, at the provincial and federal level in Canada know this. There's far too great um, of discipline exerted on uh, MNAs, MLAs, MPPs, MPs. Um, and so I think this is also giving a lot of elected people that confidence to speak out, not just on lockdowns, uh, but also to be, a, you know, a better representative because they have that courage and that freedom to speak about what they know is important for their constituents. So, um, but, you know, we see the growth in this caucus, um, you know, it, it would not be unexpected, I don't think, uh, Maxine, that we may see um, provincial and the lockdown caucuses uh, start as a result, just because of the, the growth that we're seeing. in. You know, uh, as much as I'd like to see everybody face to face, but, you know, it's it's a big country. Uh, yeah. and, bring, and for mayors and MLAs from uh, B.C. to Newfoundland uh, um, to from uh, none of us from Saskatchewan, Quebec, you know, that's that's a big job. Um, so, um, you know, so I think that may be um, another effective way that will or another potential uh, area that we'll see with the national caucus uh, but let's uh, work on the national caucus because we also have to recognize that a lot of these problems even though it's the provincial legislatures enacting them we know it is justin trudeau and the federal liberals and and the public health official dr tam who are leading the way and who are uh, encouraging our provincial premiers to do what everybody knows is so harmful and so wrong. So we have to put pressure on Justin Trudeau and, and Dr. Tan, the federal liberal party. And I think we also have to, you know, on all opposition parties that they begin to exercise their responsibilities and do their job for the people of Canada. Yes, absolutely. And I want to thank you, uh, Randy, for having that initiative. Uh, that was a great idea. And I'm very pleased to be with people from other political party uh, being part of that and the lockdowns uh, caucus. It's, it's so important. So we, we are a kind of a coalition of uh, elected representatives. Uh, that's great. And uh, I hope at the end that we'll have more Canadians that will speak 
uh, and, and speak about uh, ending these lockdowns and just uh, they have to do that fight with us and it's only a beginning and I'm very encouraging for the future. So let's stay in touch, uh, Randy, and uh, I hope I'll be able to have you on my show later to just uh, debrief us of uh, the news uh, and what happened with, uh, with our initiative. Yes. Well, listen, it's a pleasure and it's a, been a pleasure working with you. I thank you for, for being uh, one of the original five who have uh, started up the End the Lockdowns Caucus. And we will be getting together and we will be making a difference for everybody in every province throughout this country. Thank you, Maxine. I believe in that. Thank you, Randy. Have a nice day. Thanks again. Bye-bye.